Are you ready to connect with spirit, get clear, and find peace no matter what you're dealing with? Good news, you found the right place. Welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Hour. I'm your host, Molly McCartney, and I invite you to sit back, take a deep breath, and awaken to the miracles that are possible when you embrace the power of your intuition and spiritual gifts. Hello and welcome to the First Empowered Wisdom, our podcast for 2019. I'm your host, Molly McCartney. As you may know, I'm an intuitive medium, healer, and teacher located in Orlando, Florida, but available around the world via this podcast and all the wonderful technologies that allow us to connect across oceans. Uh, I'm just really happy to be back today. Uh, It's been a couple of months, it feels like, since my last episode due to the holidays, due to some illness, uh, losing my voice of all things. Uh, I had to take a break for a little while, but I've got some wonderful plans in the works for the podcast this year, some wonderful guests lined up. And um, although it's fun to talk at you for an hour, and I I hope you get a lot out of it, it's always um, a joy to have others join me in the conversation so you can sort of hear different perspectives and how they harmonize together on the spiritual path. Today, my guest is Darcy Kay, also known as Mantra Mama on Instagram, and we're going to talk to her about her development in the spiritual path as a teacher of yoga, as a tarot reader and a Reiki healer, and we're going to talk to her about where she is and how important it is to be present to each stage of the journey, no matter where you're at. So you may be just kind of interested in this stuff. You may be a professional um, reader or healer. You may be a yoga teacher listening. You may be in the middle of things trying to find your way and learn what it is you're supposed to do. Uh, Wherever you are is very important, and that's important to remember and all things, you know, um, and in the moment that really is truly all there is, as I talk about a lot on this show. And I tell you so that I can remind myself because I'm human too, and I forget, but it's important for us to acknowledge and honor that that is the truth of truths. We are wherever we are. And sometimes we get really excited about what's coming in the future, or we get tied to the past and stuck. And that's where these energetic cords sort of you know, climb out and and attach themselves to things that are not in our present moment. And that can keep us constantly wanting to fill life with more new moments, new things, and we never get to be present to what is actually going on. So I'm going to talk to Darcy about that in a little while. But first, I want to just share that, that thought about destination addiction, for lack of a better term. And uh, Robert Holden, a wonderful life coach and author, um, coined that phrase uh, many years ago. And there's a there's a meme going around on Facebook or out in social media land. And it's the quote about destination addiction. I wasn't sure who said it when I found it. But when I found out it was him, I was very pleased because he's one of my favorite people to listen to. I'm going to read it for you now, and then we're going to explore that idea a little bit as we go into 2019, as you're creating your goals and thinking about what you hope this year to be about for you. I want you to keep in mind that this destination addiction um, is something we're all susceptible to as human beings, and I'm going to unpack that a little bit more before we bring Darcy on. 
So the quote goes like this, beware of destination addiction, a preoccupation with the idea that happiness is in the next place, the next job, and with the next partner. Until you give up on the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. And again, that is attributed to Robert Holden, who coined the phrase. And um, it's really, really a beautiful, almost like, I think, timeless wisdom in that in that phrase. It's about knowing that everything we create in our minds, including time, including memory, including, you know, what everything means um, to us in our journeys is it, it really is illusion. You know, we can change the filter of that illusion consciously through how we think about things, through how we come into alignment or how we fight against things. And that generates an energy inside of us, which creates our feelings about our lives. So, you know, you can see someone with lots and lots of success, lots of attention, um, a lot of celebrities, you know, you know, those celebrities that we find, uh, they look like their lives are amazing. And down the road, you find out they were had heavy addictions and perhaps committed suicide, that they were very lonely. You know, there was some issues going on there that were not showing on the outside. All that glitters is not gold. And my feeling and my, my spirit guidance for the show today was to not talk about goal setting for the new year, but to talk about energetic goal setting or energetic um, alignment setting so that you're thinking in terms of how you want to feel no matter what occurs this year to you, how you want to face life, how you want to receive life. You know, being very conscious about what you put out there energetically and what you bring in. That to me is where true spiritual empowerment is, which is very, very different than ego empowerment or mental empowerment. You know, getting things through willpower and force versus experiencing life as it pours through you as an energetic experience. And so, Um, You know, my sort of example of that is last year, I did a a true to life vision board. In the past, I've always done kind of a word document on my computer, and I would cut and paste images and just put them on maybe for the the home that I wanted to live in or how I wanted to redo my own home or kind of the financial goals I had or the relationship goals. And I would have different word documents. And that's kind of how I did my vision boards. Well, last year, I actually created one. I went to a workshop that was really fun and I created one and I put it up over kind of my altar, my ritual space. And, you know, everything on that board came to pass last year, every single thing. And I also felt very um, kind of crazy and chaotic in my mind. And it was kind of a crazy and chaotic collage. So energetically, I looked at it and there was just a lot, a lot of abundance, a lot of interchange, a lot of, you know, intersections of spirit and life, a lot of beautiful returning to paradise, um, visions of internal paradise of peace and, and um, serenity inside myself. And I had a lot of concrete goals as well. So, you know, in the working in the changing of those goals, little did I know I was working myself into the energy that I'm in now. So I got kind of squeezed out last year. And it wasn't about the goals at all. You know, I had all these goals and then I had something about being Zen and something about, you know, really not seeking anything, only seeking 
the, the here and now, you know, being, being present and being truly at bliss with what is. And um, those were the biggest goals. I could have only put those and then come to where I am now. But I'm really glad I had the experience. And this year, it really made me want to play with deliberate creation in terms of energy only again. And that's kind of how I used to do it. So it's kind of a return to my own um, intuitive ways of working with the universe to create a life that I love. Because to me, being the hermit spirit I am, the, the eternal student and the teacher spirit, um, when it comes to spirituality, I love to feel at peace in my own skin. I love a pleasurable existence. I love the beauty way, you know, seeing beauty in my present moment, seeing beauty in my memories, seeing beauty in what's happening, being able to see beneath uh, face value and kind of understand the greater reason why things are happening as they do, or at least accepting that there's a greater purpose. Um, you know, being in that space and then being able just to enjoy the fun little things that life has to offer, but not, um, but not making those things my goal or making those things the source of my happiness. And so I hope that makes sense. I'm sure it does. Um, and and really, um, and I'm not. I'm not knocking vision boards at all. They're super fun. But as you make them this year, and some of you may still be doing some as we come into the the spring um, that is quickly approaching us, um, just keep in mind your energy and how you want to experience things first and foremost, and make the specifics secondary. You know, know that you want to feel either you want to have peace no matter what you do. You want to have fun no matter what you do. You want to love no matter what you do. You want to feel growth no matter what you do or perseverance. You know, if you want to make some really big changes in your mind, body or spirit, you might need a whole lot of courage. You might need a whole lot of perseverance to to face things and some resolve in the core of you to make sure that you follow through with what you want to do for yourself. And so that could be your goal. But, you know, think about that for a minute. What energy is calling you in this year, either calling you back to some way you used to be that worked or into a new way of being that you haven't experienced before that you really want to have in this lifetime, you know, a sense of change or a sense of pride that you, you know, you accomplished a shift in your own consciousness and it reveals a shift in your own life. I'm reminded of my weight loss journey uh, years ago when, uh, you know, it took me three years to lose 90 pounds, but I faced my unconscious ways of thwarting myself. And that was the first time in this lifetime and maybe several lifetimes that I faced it and I did it. And I tell you, the feeling was so brand new and so different. And that's kind of why I use that word empowerment a lot, because I learned what personal power really means. And with that, it wasn't forceful at all. I, I rode the waves of it and I would pause and I would adjust and I would do the inner work. And then I would ride another wave of success. And then I would pause and adjust. But I never ran straight to the outcome. I never went straight for the goal. And I never fought anything. And so that was a huge lesson for me of how to get things done and how to transform with the help of the universe. And I tell you, the journey was beautiful. It was not hard. It was not rough. Um, there were moments of sadness. And, and it was like, you know, resetting a broken leg kind of pain. It was it was a good pain because it needed to happen. 
in order to grow, but it wasn't me uh, subjecting myself to, to negative energy so that I could get something done. So, you know, with that story, with the, with the vision board story, um, for me, what I'm doing this year is getting back to my old ways of, you know, lighting a candle with true intention and watching it burn over a period of hours or days or allowing it to shift my consciousness knowing that it's symbolic of what I want in my life, whether it's a candle for peace or a protection from energies that I know don't serve me and that I'm susceptible to. I've been working with crystals a little bit more and getting fully into the magic of the energy of the earth's bounty. You know, I love to just pick up rocks when I'm on walks, you know, rocks and shells and feathers and leaves, uh, anything that calls to me from the earth and making sure that it is meant for me and that it's calling to me. That's important. I, I joke with my boyfriend that I only get the rocks that talk to me, you know, <laughs> and if you're a listener of this show, you're going to get that. I know it might sound crazy to, to others, but, you know, when the energy is resonant, it's meant for you to work with. And sometimes that is a beautiful feather on the ground or a leaf or a rock. And sometimes it's a quartz crystal or a labradorite or um, an onyx. Sometimes it just... It is what it is and it's calling to you and it's important to explore that. So, uh, and also, um, as an update, I am, uh, I've aligned with a local herb and crystal shop, which has been wonderful, which I'm sure has accounted for me returning to my somewhat witchy ways. Um, and it's been lovely to work with them. So they have a website, uh, gypsyherbshop.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, it's a gypsy apothecary herb shop, um, south of downtown Orlando. So come see us there sometime. I do classes. Um, and there are, um, doing crystal consultations and um, uh, herb herbal consultations on the floor. Eventually, we'll have some private sessions for that. But right now, if you have questions, give us a call or come down and see us. Um, a little little fun plug for my new home base. Uh, feels good. So anyway, um, allow spirit to fill in the gaps for you now, you know, as you think about your new year and, and maybe you know, as I share my new methods of co-creation with, with God, with the universe, with higher power. Um, and it's not in place of, by the way, these uh, things are tools, you know, it's, it's the energy of God speaking through the tools that are extensions of sources creation, you know, and seeing that connection everywhere I go is really important to me. So using these um, stones, herbs, um, anything from nature, to me, is simply a tool, a supportive element to remind me of who I really am and to remind me of presence because, you know, a rock is a rock. It doesn't worry about the past or the future. It only knows its own energy. It only interacts with the energy that's in front of it. And so, you know, the same is true of a feather, same is true of a leaf or anything you find out in the world or just a flower or a leaf on a tree that calls to you. Um, just just be with, be with things, be with nature, be with yourself and feel the wisdom coming to you from everywhere. That's my invitation to you for the new year. And just about everything I talk about this year is going to be based around that because that is my um, that is my possibility this year and who I am. So I'm here to support you in that and listening to your intuition because intuition will gently guide you and nudge you in different directions. But it's all about growth. It's all about um, 
a gentle process of living and not, um, it's not about warfare. It's not about fighting. It's not about being right or wrong or good or bad. It's about gently growing and maintaining the balance of energy between yourself and others in your life and situations in your life. So again, loving the balance of nature, loving the tools that come from nature. And I invite you to um, not only let spirit fill the gaps and let things come to you, but also be careful what you ask for. If you are going to set goals that are beyond energetic goals, um, just know whatever comes to you will need to be tended. So if it's a relationship you're wanting, know that you know whatever comes to you, there'll be challenges with that. There'll be things to deal with. There'll be growth lessons to ha- to be had with that relationship. It's not going to be all roses and diamonds. You know, nobody has that. It's going to be um, a real life thing that you have to deal with. So, you know, if you're not ready for that, maybe, maybe some self-love is in order first or a sense of getting really clear about how you want to feel with that partner five years in, not just on the first date. And so same thing with monetary uh, gain and job changes and improvements in business. Ask yourself, do I want to climb this ladder? If you're in it and you get opportunities and you're not enjoying yourself, you know, that's an important sign that you might not be on the right track. And it might be your mind that was thinking it wanted something, but yet your spirit really was going for something else. And so all is not lost. You simply have to open up and sometimes walk walk backwards or it feels like you're walking backwards on that spiral staircase of life because you return back to the same sort of point on the circle, but you're going up and around and you're actually growing, returning to something that worked for you or that is your home base energy and that is in alignment with who you really are. There's a lot of cultural and conditioning these days to expand, to surpass yourself, to get bigger, better, more. And um, even it's even come into the spiritual community and the personal development community. And, um, and I feel personally, it can be a little bit damaging for the spirit or it can kind of sideline us a little bit for the true growth that's possible. Because when we focus on how to be grateful for what is what is coming to us effortlessly and how to be in alignment with that energetic goal and see how things fall into place of their own accord, like to me, that's really magical. That's, that's so magical. It's beautiful. And it's a way that I prefer to live my life. Uh, again, it's, it's a matter of willpower and force versus allowing versus grabbing opportunities versus really just being surprised at what you really want. Because sometimes, oftentimes, your spirit wants something totally different than what your mind wants. And so be open this year to asking your spirit what it wants, what it wants to feel, how it wants to enjoy this crazy theme park ride called human life, because we come here to experience all the colors of the spectrum. And without all the colors of the spectrum, we don't have, we don't have much reference for our soul's growth. So it's part of the journey. Enjoy it. And if you need help, make sure you seek support. Um, I am here for your support. A lot of my guests are here for your support. And there's tons and tons of light workers other than just us. So you know, be open to receiving your teacher or your healer or your counselor. Allow the, those people, those souls to come to you. And, and when you feel the rightness of the situation, grab it. Don't hesitate because it can change everything for you to have someone who is an ally in your empowerment. 
So with that, I'd like to introduce my guest, my first guest of 2019. It's Darcy Kay, um, Instagram name mantra.mama with two A's. And uh, she is delightful, a beautiful soul. I met recently at an event. I was working in Ocala, Florida, and she's out there bringing the light to Ocala and um, allowing things to blossom in her spirit's own time. So I'd love to introduce her to you in just a few moments. Uh, Hang in there. And then afterwards, um, as usual, I'm going to share a little meditation with you. And this one is one you'll be invited to download and keep for yourself so you can listen to it over and over again without coming back to the podcast. So here we go. Introducing Darcy Kay. Enjoy our conversation about surrender, about the spiritual path, about learning, with mentors, and just being who you are. All right, welcome to my first Empowered Wisdom interview for the new year 2019. I'd like to introduce my guest, Darcy Kay, and she also has a spiritual name. I'd like her to tell you about uh, Samita Mama, and Mantra Mama, and there's a couple of different ones. And I'll just get started by asking her about that and uh, having her tell us a little bit about herself and what she does in this world. So welcome, Darcy. Share with us a little about yourself. Okay, well, uh, yeah, my uh, name, my birth name is Darcy. Um, Samada was given to me by my yoga teacher, uh, Jennifer McCracken, uh, when I completed the yoga teacher training. The meaning behind it is uh, sacrifice to a sacred fire. And that comes from what's really like wonderful, but silly at the same time. I, if anybody knows a reference of Game of Thrones, Khaleesi, uh, the dragon queen, he, she knew how like infatuated I was with that character and like what she stood for. So I think that's why she, I, I wanted her to choose my name. We had a choice. We could pick our own name or she could pick it for us. And yeah, I let her pick it. And oh, then, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mantra Mama is my Instagram. Uh, it's just, you know, something that was kind of clever, Mantra, because I love words and I love writing. So, you know, Mama, because it just kind of rings, you know, it's easy to remember. Cool. Well, tell us more about your yoga training and you know, sort of what you're doing now in the world of that and, and how you counsel and help people in the world with the wisdom you've gained? Well, uh, definitely yoga started about four or five years before I even went to get my yoga teaching license. I was pushed to do it because out of everything that I've done in my life, it's brought me the most peace. And I've intuitively, I guess, heard the most wisdom during my yoga sessions you know there's this part uh that you're taught when you're learning is called meditation and motion and that's essentially the ultimate form of yoga essentially you're not really moving to just get in shape you're flowing you know and you're becoming essentially i guess a channel from your higher self and this flow it's like a meditation because you're finding intuitively how your body wants to move and when you can make that connection with your mind body and spirit 
it will ripple effect out into the rest of your life. And since I have endeavored with yoga, I've become more honest and authentic in my life because I've also, since I was about 21, taken up tarot. And uh, since continuing my yoga journey, it's helped me to stand in my power and also intuitively learn uh, mediumship and blessed that Jennifer is, she also attuned me for Reiki level one. So a lot happened in the last six, seven years when it comes to my spiritual journey. Mm, That's awesome. Mm. I love it. When you just, when you blast off, like all kinds of things start falling into place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's very cool. So through all of this, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, as you shared, you're, you were intuitively drawn to uh, yoga as a path and looking around for the way to serve your purpose as a light worker in the world. So when did you realize you were destined to serve in a spiritual capacity? Was it something you always held in your heart or did it come to you as a growing fire um, as you grew up? Well, I can definitely say that honestly, both of those things became a factor because there is, you know, a lot of things that led up to, I feel like my connection with spirit. I've survived things that, you know, I really believe that, and I'm not talking about like, you know, everybody has their own, you know, uh, things that, you know, validate their existence, uh, things that make them feel invalidated. And I'm telling you, the most important thing that I've learned is my trauma has at the end of the day, validated my existence. And it has taught me my connection to source. And I feel like since I was a child, it's something that is physically (laughs) and emotionally and mentally been knocked into me. Mm. Um, It's definitely something that can't leave you once you endeavor to find who you are. It's almost like obsessive and and you find yourself in situations where like it's less than favorable with people who don't appreciate as you say that fire and you just migrate and you move away from those people and that's what I've always done as a kid I never would stay with the same group of friends I was always like they called me the social butterfly you know what I mean I always knew how to get along with everybody my mom said that there was always this really tangible energy that I was paying attention to something otherworldly as a child. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Pop in like a little visitor and try to (laughs) figure out how to blend in with everybody else. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yes, I totally understand. And yeah, what came to me as you were sharing about a little about the life events that um, sort of awoken you to your spiritual awareness. And I love the way you put that, your trauma gosh, I can't even repeat it. It was so lovely. Um, just broke you open to your purpose here or, or made you understand why you came here. And so could you share a little bit about the life events that did that? Because the phrase that comes to me is, I believe it's a roomy phrase, the place that's broken in you is where the light gets in. Um, I'm mm. sure I'm butchering that terribly, but... <laughs> oh, no, no, you did wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just, it reminds me of that. And it's such a deep, deep truth that so many people in the world, they, they're moving too fast. They're, they're not wanting to stop and kind of heal what's in there. Because when we heal, when we 
let the light into the places where we're most broken. It is the place where we can share that miraculous healing. Miracles happen when we kind of submit and, and become humble to life's um, ups and downs, that, that gift of the mother, the mother earth, you know? So, so share with us, if you don't mind, uh, you know, one or two things that come to mind as the most powerful moments that, you know, busted you open. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see. There's, you know, quite a bit, but I'll choose two okay. or three, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I definitely agree with what you're saying when it comes to what you were talking about previously. The cracks, you know, definitely, you know, that's why when people try to hide their wounds or their scars, you know what I mean? That's, that's a part of you. And that's, that's where your wisdom comes from. That's where, that's where your identity is born from. It's, it's born from your trauma. I'm all about sharing that type of thing. So... One, one of the very first things I think that physically shook me into connection with spirit was when I was actually um, one, learning how to walk in my walker. As a child, um, you know, nobody had saw it coming, but I flew down a set of stairs. Mm. And yes, and I came out with two black eyes from hitting cement floor at the bottom. Oh my goodness. And this is a testimony to the power of spirit and the power of healing that when your life is meant for greater things, sometimes it does shake you quite physically. And spirit has a way of shaking things off of your spirit that no longer serve you. And the longer you hold on to things, especially emotionally as we become adults, the more painful it becomes. Mm-hmm. So that's the, you know, the first testimony. I would definitely say the second in chronological order that really shook me was my meeting with Raymond Wynn. She's guided me. She has nurtured me and she has loved me even in the shadow aspects of every bit of my personality. So meeting her was what led me to doing what I do. That's what led me to the tarot and even to the yoga. Mm. So she was a catalyst in my life. Great. We'll be meeting her in a future show, uh, just for the listeners. That's Ray Moonwin, a friend of both of ours. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, she's, she's uh, pretty amazing. She's spectacular. And she really, and it's the greatest thing I think about her is that she does not tolerate the lies that we try to tell ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and she is really a seer. I always, as a child, even had that, but she has helped me to not be afraid of it and encouraged me and it's just it's wonderful to have met her and uh yeah and the third one would definitely be my emergency c-section and that was another physical shake from spirit 100 percent cracked me like an egg open Mm -hmm. absolutely tell yeah so tell us a little bit more about that um a little bit about that kind of life or death situation and what kind of went through your mind as a spiritual being, as a human being, having that awakening experience. Just tell us about that, because I've, I've certainly never been in that situation, but I can imagine it being very, very scary. Uh, yeah, it definitely was one of the most terrifying experiences I'd ever had. But the thing was, is because I'm not the kind of person that if you expect me to do something, I just do it. 
I have that toughness about me to where I will, you know, just look at somebody and be very stern and firm and just say, listen, no, I don't have to do anything. So it wasn't like as a woman, because I was expected to, you know, have a child. A lot of people make that connection when you tell them that I was willing to sacrifice everything for my child if she was able to have the opportunity to live her life and become her own person. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's essentially what immediately went through my mind. Definitely experienced so much fear that it shook me physically. I think it was very necessary because for a very long time before that happened, I was holding back you know, on my spiritual journey and my guides, I knew for the longest time wanted me to push forward and go on with my life. And I still was just resisting, you Mm. know, and and that's just, it's not a way to live your life. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I hear this kind of theme coming around with this conversation of surrender of, you know, humility has come to my mind a few times, which is kind of more of a, the Christian concept of humility to the higher power. And it's not like humiliation, which people tend to think of, oh, I'm so embarrassed or I don't, you know, I'm disempowered. It's more of um, how Carolyn Mace uses it in terms of surrendering to spirit and knowing that it's got your back. <laughs> that, Absolutely. You know, whatever you want to call it, God, higher power, goddess, you know, universe, source, it, everything happens for a reason and everything is for the healing process and the spiritual journey. And what we'll start thinking we're on our own, doing our own human thing. We've got our own agenda and spirit just comes and goes, nope, boop, <laughs> and just knocks us to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, that's beautiful. Those are, those are some heavy events to go through, but I can see how, you know, definitely that's, that's going to be something that changes your view of what life's all about. It shows you how, how precious it is and how short it is, I'm sure. So um, talking about the benefit of having teachers and mentors, you mentioned two of your mentors, and I kind of have felt with you that you're on the way to being one yourself but it feels that it's, it was really cool to meet you and, and have you on the show because there's so many different places and stages of the journey and every single one of them is super important. So as someone who is, you know that your path is heading towards that and you're doing a little bit of it now, what is the benefit of having these teachers and mentors, keeping you on track, keeping you responsible keeping your eye on the the kind of spiritual goal or the spiritual, um, what you would call it. What would you call it? <laughs> I don't want to put uh, words in your mouth. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're right. You're great. I really would like to say that when it comes to, you said the spiritual ball and like really staying in the game of this journey that we're all in is to realize that number one, even as a lone as we might feel, we're not. And the most important thing that anybody can do for themselves is to reach out to people. And you will like, you know, and this is how spirit works is that it will introduce you to people that can help you in numerous ways, not just spiritually, but emotionally, you know, spirit knows exactly who and what you need. You know, this goes to say even so much for my husband uh, is that we've hit a couple of, you know, rocky roads, but it was always the communication. And it's just, that's why it's so important that when you ask for people to be in your life, be prepared 
for those rocky moments and also be prepared for their rawness. The exact person that you need isn't always exactly what you want. And that, you know, that's something that rings true for a lot of people in the world. You just, you can't pick and choose parts of people that you're going to love. You have to take them as exactly as they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Spirits told me many times when, um, you know, during the manifestation process, you know, we think of that wonderful love that we want and that romantic life, or we, you know, we want a certain job or a certain level of income. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, provide that, we'll bring that alignment with you, but there are things that come with it and you have to be careful what you ask for. (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, you ever see Eat, Pray, Love? Yes. You remember that guy who he kept calling the main character, Elizabeth uh, Gilbert, groceries. Oh, I don't know. It's been a really long time ago. I don't it's remember. okay. I don't remember the actor, the actual name of the guy actor, but he says, he says, uh, you ever, you ever asked for a sign groceries? Cause she always eats so much, you know? And <laughs> she's like, why? And he's like, yeah, well, here's your sign, you know? And like, he was one of the one signs, like out of all the people she was meeting along her journey. And he was the most annoying to her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it just goes to show, like, even when somebody annoys you, some, some capacity of them does serve you to bring a more awareness of, you know, who you are or maybe a wisdom that you need to learn. Absolutely. Yep. And, and it has everything to do with how we react to the situation, mm-hmm. you know, especially if someone confronts us or there's a conflict there of some kind, it's like, whoa. The, the lesson is more in how we're being towards it than how, how they're being. But that's, it's all, we're all mirrors for each other, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's true of the challenging people and the mentors. And I always uh, say, you know, some people, I meet a lot, a lot of people in, in the work that I do. And some people compliment me as a person. And, and I say, well, you know, you couldn't see it in me if you didn't see it in yourself or you didn't have it in yourself. And exactly. I truly believe that. And same, same is true with the negative things. If we see someone we don't like, it's like, well, you couldn't recognize it if you didn't know it intimately inside yourself. It would be like weird, like, you know, this weird thing that happens over there that you, you can't comprehend. Um, mm-hmm. but see it like, oh, okay, we need to have some <laughs> house cleaning to do or some dealing to do. So that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I didn't, um, I didn't think about before now to ask you is about motherhood. So you are Mantra Mama and uh, you have a little baby. Um, how has your spiritual journey informed your motherhood journey? Oh, man. Definitely there's an evolution happening when you become a mom, whether it's by biology that you have a child or even adoption. You become a parent. I feel like if really and truly that you have a love for a family or a love for children in general, that it does completely change you. It really takes these parts of you that were young and naive and it transmutes them into something greater to serve a greater purpose and to help this new little spirit that's just full of life and fire to cultivate a person, an adult that's going to go out into the world and either bring hate or love with them. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's definitely bewildering that, you know, and one of the most beautiful things that shows in every species we do feel that innate capacity to protect and love things and animals and 
people that cannot protect themselves. And being a mother or a father, I feel like you're called to love and cherish and protect the spirit because this is, you know, that future. And for me, I've just evolved as a person. A lot of my idiosyncrasies have changed. A lot of my, what I thought were flaws were just seeds that had not bloomed into flowers yet. And it took becoming a mother in order to find that seed really just needed the beautiful light of a new spirit coming into my life. I love that. I love that. I'm not a mother in this lifetime, but I feel like I have been in many other ones. Um, But I talk to mothers every once in a while who seek their spiritual journey or want to find a a life purpose. And almost every time in their readings, it comes up that this is their purpose, a a strong spiritual purpose to be a parent, to mother their children. And not that there's, there won't be other things along the way, but it's a huge part of why they came here. And to me, it sounds like you've already got that. You know, you, you get that this is a huge part of your journey here on earth and, and you're, an, you're ushering in the new generation and everything that you do will literally ripple out, have a ripple effect to all the other children that are growing up that will become the people that we are today and hopefully even a little bit better, a little bit more aware. So that's really awesome. So, yeah. So um, you talked about a little bit before when we were talking about having this chat about being a a dreamer and an avid astro traveler. And I've done a little bit of that and I certainly enjoy it. But tell us more about your experience with that and and how it's informed your your spiritual awareness. Well, one of the more recent ones uh, was this, it was so interesting when you're going to sit down for meditation and you're constantly fighting, speaking of willpower, it doesn't always serve to just use your will against everything. It's almost like sometimes slamming your head against a brick wall. Uh, That's where surrender is. Surrender is definitely a growth tool because I just, for some reason, the moment I sat down in the meditation, this uh, vision of this blue planet just completely covered in blue and glittering with two moons, you know, and it was like in the clouds. It was the most interesting thing. And then I brought that up and it was really odd that, you know, everybody else had already known about this. Like they've had similar visions of a planet that had two moons. And they're like, oh yeah, that's home planet. I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? And this is where, this is where you cannot explain the transfer of information when it's not by mouth. Nobody told you, mm-hmm. and you have these visions that everybody shares. It, this is this is going back to actually Native Americans, where Native Americans had visions of the grandfather spirits, mm-hmm. and each tribe knew of these grandfather spirits, but yet, how? How did they all know? Especially back then. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you explain that? <laughs> oh, exactly. I've, I've had conversations with my, my group, The Silence, and they say over and over again, whatever each individual calls them is fine, but they are the same entity. You know, they're the same wisdom coming through different channels. And, you know, I might call them the silence. They might be called, you know, other channeled entities, um, the white council, the high white council, the grandfather spirit. Um, So it's, it's really interesting. It's just like they're, they're sort of the 
translators of the universe. They're not mm. the source, the universe. That's what, what my guides say. We, we kind of, we're the in-between so we can translate for you because the source can't talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just all energy. So what's it going to say? Um, mm. So, but it's like different names for God. So if we had source, universe, God, we, 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 like we have different language. So we make up different words, but it's all the same. And I totally, I love that. Mm. I love that, that the visions are so similar. Mm-hmm. So I love that you brought up willpower and surrender in that, you know, in that vision that you had in that meditation, because today's show is really all about that destination addiction. Uh, it's the new year. A lot of people are, you know, thinking about what they want to create. They've got stuff on their vision boards. They've got plans and schemes and, and it's fine. I think um, for me anyway, travel is wonderful. I like to see places and have experiences, but I learned so many times spirits giving me the smackdown that that's never going to be the goal of life. The material things, the experiences that are novel, it's fun, it's play. It's how you enjoy being a human in this body but it's mm-hmm. not the reason why you came. So tell us about getting things done through willpower versus surrendering to the universe in terms of uh, living a life that's full and rich and wise. Uh, what does that mean to you? What does that look like to you? And uh, how is that working out for you in the new year? I feel like they're both tools, the power of will, the power of surrender. I was thinking earlier that you know they're both tools that we have in our toolboxes, so to speak. It's a metaphysical toolbox, you know. You have, and the tools themselves are traits that you consciously choose to incorporate so that you can bring about the unconscious or the subconscious thinking of your mind, which has been known to be connected with spirit. People have, you know, proven this time and time again, and that's where you find the real answers is when you surrender to that and allow yourself, just allow yourself to flow. It's, it's really important to find whichever way that helps you bring about that communication. Because at the end of the day, whatever is in your subconscious does, there's parts of it that they need to be healed. It does need to be healed. It needs to be assessed. You have to look at it and allow yourself that opportunity to release. And it's a never-ending project. We're always evolving, always growing. And it takes a a judgment call. You have to have discernment Mm. about it. Absolutely. Yep. Because those wounded places will start throwing out their goals instead of the spirit place, knowing that all is well, it has what it needs. And it's all about being present and expanding from the presence. And um, I like that you brought up those subconscious places that need um, some light shed on them, need some healing so that they're not running the show because that tends to happen a lot. And then we go, oh, well, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. We're still not healed. We're still back where we started. Mm-hmm. We've done all this. We've put all this energy out there to create all these things or fight all these things and yet nothing changes. Yeah. Um, so that's very powerful wisdom. <laughs> so um, we're running out of time here, but I want to make sure that you're, you're able to share an offering with the listeners. Let us know where you're located or if you have uh, phone sessions available. What is something you'd like to offer listeners? I mean, we've got them from all around the world. So um, it's always good if it's something long distance, um, but you are welcome to share your, your services with us. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be so great. Uh, it's easy to find me on Instagram, um, Mantra Mama. So I'm actually offering right now at a discount $25 
for a reading. And that's going out to anybody who is listening. They just have to contact me, my email on Facebook or message me on Facebook via my business profile. And I will absolutely get back to everybody. I do work, uh, if anybody's local and listening who wants a reading, I work from realms beyond. I can set up an appointment with to uh, do that reading there. And that's <laughs> in the Ocala, Florida area? Yes, ma'am. Okay, you got it. All right, my dear, this was a lovely get to know you conversation. And I'm so glad we finally had a chance to talk. It's been a long pause between this podcast and my last one. So it feels good to get going in the new year with your beautiful energy. Oh, yeah, you're amazing. Uh, I love being around your energy. So yeah, you're amazing. And thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate you deciding that I could honor you and you could honor me. I Namaste. Namaste, my <laughs> sister. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that chat with my friend Darcy Kay. She is a developing medium, yoga teacher, and spiritual mentor. And I look forward to seeing how her path unfolds and how she keeps on serving the planet with her light. Uh, the links we talked about in our interview will be in the show notes, so you can find those in iTunes, on Google Play, or on the Podbean website, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Just go to the description. And scroll to the bottom and we'll get you those links. So you can just click right to the websites and the ways to message her if you are interested in her offering. And finally, I mentioned earlier in the show that I would be sharing a guided meditation with you. And as you know, by now, I love to walk you through them right here on the show. But today I have a special offering and that's my free inner wisdom guided meditation. It's a free download if you go to my website, mollymccartney.com and scroll down just a little bit, you'll be able to go right there and sign up for it. You'll also get information on my spiritual mentoring program, the Empowered Wisdom program. I have all new ways for you to participate as low as $39 a month for 10 months. You can work directly with me partially, completely, or just through the online course. So people are loving this new way to work with me and I'm loving being able to provide it. And as always, I'm available for private sessions, whether it be readings, guidance, spiritual counsel, healings. You can check all of that out on my website as well. And again, the link will be in the liner notes. Finally, have a wonderful week or weeks. I'm not sure when the next episode will be, but I'm making them as soon as possible so that I keep this connection going on the airwaves. And it's just a one woman show. So I do what I can. And I thank you, thank you, thank you for listening because I can't do it without you. This means nothing without you. So I appreciate it. And I wish you all the best until next time. This podcast was conceived, recorded and produced by Molly McCartney. Music from the album Tranquility by the Sea by Bob Jr. and David James Nielsen. Learn more and subscribe at empoweredwisdomhour.com.